Okay, so we got almost the end of the Gassi saga. So uh, I keep saying I don't want to talk about Gassi anymore, but then something happens that makes it vaguely interesting. This time it's pretty interesting. And so the only final part will be if he ever ends up back in Japan and actually has like an interaction with the police. So Gassi has been expelled from the government. This is the first time this has happened in the last 72 years. Uh, there were 236 votes cast. 235 people voted to get rid of Gassy. The only holdout was a fellow party member, which is pretty sad when you got like one person who's like standing up for you. Then as soon as Gassy was expelled, the police went and started like putting out warrants for his arrest. The accusation is that he has swindled people out of money, claiming he could introduce people to BTS. So he's running this kind of like weird fame adjacent scam saying, if you give me X amount of yen, I will introduce you to BTS. Uh, On Thursday last week, police secured an arrest warrant uh, for intimidating and defaming celebrities. So in a weird way, he was actually right. He said, I don't want to come back to Japan because the police are going to arrest me. And we found out that if you are a member of the government and the government is in session, you actually can't be arrested, which I'm finding to be a very weird, weird rule. Because government members... Chat just asked if I call them bathrooms or washrooms. Uh, I call them bathrooms. I don't, I don't know why, but yeah, I call them bathrooms. Uh, in Japan, this is totally going to be off topic from, from the podcast... In Japan, uh, the toilets and the bathroom are separate rooms. So in the West, when I had apartments and stuff, you would have like a uh, bathtub and a sink and a toilet all in one room. I think that's really, really normal. That's your bathroom. Uh, In Japan, you have a actual room for just the bath and it's got a shower. And the best part is you can like spray water everywhere. Like the whole room is the shower room. And then in a separate room to that is a sink. And so that's where you brush your teeth and stuff. And then there's a separate room that's just a toilet. So in Japan, it makes way more sense to say toilet than bathroom because they would actually be different places in the house. That's a very valuable question, though. Do you call bathrooms washrooms? I've said washrooms. I think you say washrooms when you're trying to be like more polite, maybe. So we found out that if you're in the government, you cannot be arrested. So as soon as the session was finished, as soon as the diet session was finished, Gassy was going to get arrested. So he was actually right. And this was the most interesting bit to me, is that he was right about what he was saying. They have confiscated his passport, but they haven't actually confiscated it. They just like nullified it because they didn't take it away from him because they didn't see him. Uh, And then they've put him on the international wanted list. So this got... What I thought was going to be a weird little story about a guy who was being a politician from Dubai and is that going to work out or not to now that he's now an international criminal. So when they see like when you watch a movie and they do Interpol and they have a list and they have pictures of all the like most wanted in the world, Gassi might be on that now for realsies. So he's believed to have threatened three people and conducted one instance of obstruction of business, which is Ninja News Japan's favorite crime uh as we know the party went from the anti-nhk party to the 
uh, Politician Girls 48 Party, they had a press conference uh, with some of the new members they were putting forward. And they're all relatively attractive women. So this is obvious their new platform. And it makes it a little harder to take them seriously as politicians. The anti-NHK party was already a bit... Mm-hmm. But now it's like, oh, we're just going to put girls forward and see if you'll just vote for girls. Uh, and since this is a, a real po- political party and with real reporters, the reporters asked a couple like fairly, not like hard hitting questions, but asking about taxes. The lady politician they put forward goes, oh, that's a tough question. I'll pass. Showing sort of the level of quality of the politician they're putting up. I mean, it has nothing to do with gender. It's just they're trying to use gender to get seats it's dumb. I mean, let's face it. This this whole party now is just one of the dumbest things I think I've seen in Japan. Uh, and yet, weirdly, because they're putting up a bunch of girls, it's probably going to work. In 2022, so last year, 3.997 billion yen was turned into the police lost and found in Tokyo. Not all at once. So this is the entirety of the year. So it could have been like 10,000 yen at a time. billion yen, again, you do the quick math, it's like $4 million were actually lost and turned into the police. So people in Japan, this is actually saying like, if you are going to drop your wallet or going to drop money anywhere in the world, Japan's a pretty good place to do it because they're not just going to leave it there. They're going to pick it up and they're going to take it to the cops and turn it into the cops and then the cops will try to get it back to you. On that point, uh, police managed to return 2.95 billion yen. So let's say if it was $4 million, they managed to return about $3 million. So there's still a million dollars that essentially went missing because of uh, lost items. The unclaimed money, so after the year, they they hold it for an X amount of of time. And then they, uh, it's like, well, it's our money now. Uh, That gets, unclaimed money gets turned into the metropolitan government. So if you lose your money in Japan, in Tokyo specifically, I guess in this case, and someone turns it in and you don't claim it, they don't get it back. The, the person who found the money doesn't get to keep the money. The money goes to the metropolitan government, which is kind of a shaft. I think I should get the money. If I found the money and I'm a good person and I turn it in, they give me the money. I'm okay with that. There were 3.43 million lost items turned in last year. And that is up 21% for 2021. Now, of course, last year we were in the throes of COVID and actually the numbers have gone way down. Last yesterday, they had 2,600 cases of COVID in Japan, the country. And that is great because that used to be just one or two cities would have that many easily. So it's not finished, but it has gone way, way down, which I'm very happy about. So this actually demonstrates the 21% increase of lost items and people turning them into the police means there are more people just doing stuff because you have to be out of your house. If you're in your house all the time, you're not really losing stuff. And if you do lose something in your house, it's not getting turned into the cops. So that's uh, neat because basically COVID meant there was less things lost and less things turned into the police. Uh, from 2015 to 2019, it was about 4 million items a year. So we're on track, weirdly, for pre-pandemic numbers of lost items in Tokyo for the year, which is a good thing. Oh, so they do this every year. They do a survey of what kids want to be when they grow up. And it's always a bit shocking because of 
the attitude of children, it's always really weird because Japan and different countries, because you ask a kid what they want to be. What did I want to be when I was a kid? I wanted to be like space ranger. I actually for years and years and years wanted to be a truck driver. I really like trucks. Uh, I think cowboy and cop were in there for a while. Uh, they do this in Japan. What do you want to be when you grow up? Boys uniformly want to be company employees. Now, last time I did this, which was last year, I was making fun of it because I was like, hey, little boy, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a businessman, a businessman. I want to be a businessman, (laughs) which is a really weird thing to want to be because, again, little kids' concept of businessman is not very realistic. Uh, But junior high school and high school girls also just wanted to be company employees. Uh, between elementary and middle school girls, they wanted to be manga artists, which is pretty cool. It's artistic. Uh, Scholar entered the top 10 for boys who are in high school and junior high school and girls in high school. And I honestly don't really know what a scholar is. I guess that's just like lifetime student. Like what is a scholar? Um, Because I think you have to be more specific. But again, they're young. They're kids in high school and stuff. They might not really know what scholars are like I don't I'm 50 I have no clue what a scholar would be and that's not really a job is it I guess professor at university is which is scholarly I'm not sure uh the comments on the internet were interesting because some were lamenting the lack of aspirations because it's like you know when I was young I wanted to be a rock star I wanted to be the number one I wanted to go to the olympics I wanted to be the best dude in the world at something and they're saying these japanese kids they don't have those kind of dreams they have I want to find a good solid company and hunker down and be a company employee for 40 years and then I want to retire and have no drama in my life and it's not exciting and it's not interesting But then a whole bunch of other people were saying, like, is it better to have a dream that's unattainable versus a dream that you could actually get? So, like, my real dream when I was younger was to be a writer. I wanted to write novels. I wanted to write books. I wanted to do, you know, I wanted to be like a a cliche, pretentious artist type. Uh, I wanted to write. And I've always, actually now over the last, like, decade or so i actually have done a lot of writing i've done writing and gotten paid for it i've written articles and stuff i did games journalism i did stuff like that uh last year i did montana el diablo which was a choose your own adventure which is something that had been in the back of my head for years and years and years so i have achieved that goal but not of course the way the way you think of it as a kid is i'm going to write books and becoming internationally famous and like people are going to like want to get with me because I'm so smart and artistic and famous. But that's not actually the reality. A working writer, though, I would be happy with that job. So this is realistically a very attainable job. So is that a bad thing? Like you could grow up. Oh, wait, wait. The whole point is I failed. I never became the famous writer that I wanted to be. Uh, the last episode of C. McBee, I actually talked about some of my exploits into trying to become a writer and about the sheer volume of rejection you have to go through. To not succeed in the end is pretty hard. Yeah, a lot of other people on the internet when they were commenting on this article, what they were saying was like, isn't it better to have a dream you could actually achieve and then achieve your dream? Because you get that sort of sense of accomplishment, like you've done the thing you set out to do. Isn't that better than saying, I want to be a rock star and I can't because there's so few people actually actually end up succeeding in their desires to be famous. So I'm a little torn because I think 
young people should be aspirational. But having an element of reality in there. So maybe I want to be a musician. But you need, if you understand what a working musician is, like you make jingles for commercials, you do background music for uh, videos and stuff. Understanding the reality of it means you could get a job doing something you like, but realistically, I think would be pretty appealing. Because, I yeah, I did games journalism, and it actually was, it had really good points and really bad points, but I was doing, I was playing video games, and I was writing, which are two things I love to do. I would be very happy to do that for the rest of my life. And yeah, I'm not going to be like super famous or international or anything, but it would be a low-key constant satisfaction, which I think is what people sort of don't think about is like, do I want to be super, super successful or nothing? Or would I like to be happy uh, maybe to a lesser degree forever? So prime minister Kishida, uh, he, we've talked about birth rates in Japan. The last year they had less than 800,000 babies. It is the lowest number of babies born in the country in years and years and years, I think since World War II, since they actually started keeping track. So this is a really big problem uh, because the population of the country, it just keeps diminishing. So you have old people dying. You have not enough babies being born to replace them. That's actually bad for the economy. It's bad for the country. It just means your culture may disappear. So slowly Japanese people are going extinct. And then you got Uh, foreigners like me coming in and making half babies. Oh my God, that's not cool. So uh, Kishida sat down. He said, we have a plan. We're going to make a plan for increasing the birth rate. And it's going to be assistance to employers who encourage male staff to take childcare leave. So last year, uh, 14% of the people who were eligible to take childcare leave actually took it. So most men in Japan, traditionally, don't take any time off when they have a baby. But they're thinking, oh, if we make them or help them take more time off, they'll be more likely to have a baby to share that sort of burden. Uh, More support for freelancers and self-employed workers. So, yeah, if I am self-employed and I have to take off six months to a year to have a baby and raise the baby for the first year, uh, I'm not working that entire period, which makes I have zero income for that time. Very going to inhibit my desire to have a baby. What I wrote in my notes and my kind of point from the beginning has been this doesn't help you get people making babies. This supports people who have babies. So what are they actually going to do to get people to actually have babies in the first place? Because really the problem is people, modern people in modern society, do not find the idea of having children appealing because Ah, I don't make enough money. I can't support myself. I can't support a family. Uh, so it's better for me to remain single. And this has been going around for a long time. So what they need to do, and I've said this a bunch of times, so I'm actually thinking of like not talking about this as much now. What they need to do is actually change the entire culture of Japan so that work is not at the forefront of everyone's lives. And that is going to be, I think, an impossibility. And it's the one thing they refuse to talk about because men and women need time to spend time with each other, to date, to go out, to form a relationship so that they can then get involved enough to actually want to have a baby in the first place. And all these financial systems and stuff, these are great after you've had the baby, but you have to put people in a position where they want to get together to have a baby in the first place. 
And that is the one thing they don't want to talk about because that would mean we don't work 12-hour days anymore. We don't dedicate our entire lives to the company like Japan has since World War II. Uh, we change contract types so that people get more free time and deprioritizes work, which is 100% against the current Japanese philosophy of life and existence. Tattoos. So I have a couple of tattoos. I have one on my shoulder, one on my back, but they're very small. And that means that I cannot go to a public pool. I cannot go to a public onsen with my tattoos exposed. So I just wear one of those uh, swimming jackets, rash guard things. Uh, and they're covered so no one says anything. It's fine. Because you can actually tell there's the guys walking around with rash guard on. You're like, oh, that guy probably has a tattoo. So a survey was done. Should tattoos be allowed in hot springs? So again, if I go into a hot spring, if it's public, I'm actually not allowed to go in with a tattoo on my shoulder because everyone can see it. Uh, it basically changes by age. So younger people are more accepting. Older people are just 100% against it. Uh, but 43.9% say that Tattoos should be 100% banned. You should, if you have a tattoo, you shouldn't be allowed to like bathe in an onsen in a in a hot spring. 33.7% say it should be handled case by case. So I'm a foreigner. I have tattoos, and they're very small. That clearly shows that I am not a yakuza, which is what this is all about. This is all about the yakuza showing uh, their gang affiliation. And I'm clearly not affiliated, certainly not with a Japanese gang. And my tattoos are not like the full body one. So they don't have the same sort of impact or feeling. And I think as soon as people see that I'm a foreigner, they'll think, oh, it's just a fashion thing for foreigners. So they're saying like, yeah, so if I come in and I have a tattoo, it should be okay. But if a Yakuza comes in, he's got the full body thing, that should not be okay. 22.5% say hot springs need to change with the times, which I think is actually pretty sensible and you know most of the 22.4 percent who said that were really young people who are probably getting tattoos themselves well this was actually i I don't know if other people would care about this you can see if you watch the video if you watch the youtube video uh you can see in the background i have a chin-up bar Uh, i haven't been using it lately because i hurt my shoulder in judo but uh, it is something i've always as, as an exercise i've always enjoyed it and i've always enjoyed it because if i'm ever hanging off a cliff I want to be able to pull myself up physically so that I can climb up the, the, the cliff. So uh, at the end of an action movie, when someone's hanging, you know, if you're not physically strong enough to pull yourself up, you, that's when you die. Whereas I want to be the guy who like pulls himself up really impressively in one go. So I've always enjoyed chin-ups. Uh, this guy named Kenta Adachi, he works for the Japanese Coast Guard. He's 35 years old. He has taken the world record for dead hang. So it's like you get on the chin-up bar, you hang with both hands, and you just hang there for as long as possible. Previously, a Norwegian guy did it for 16 minutes and three seconds. I think I maxed out once at five minutes. So maybe with training, I could actually get it, but I'm a big dude, so it might be harder for me. I'm not sure. That was back in 2020. So Adachi came in, he's like, I'm going to kill this record. And oh my God, did he kill it. Not only did he beat 16 minutes, he did one hour and 20 minutes and 41 seconds. So he took it, took the 16, beat it by four minutes, and then put another hour on top of that, which to me seems inconceivable. But this guy is also holding the world record for the most consecutive chin-ups, which is 651. So he now has two world records 
I mean, very related. Uh, obviously, his upper body strength is off the charts. Either that or he's incredibly light. I don't know which is, which is, it's probably both. He's probably a very svelte man, but with massive shoulders and chest. Uh, but good on him. I mean, he didn't just beat that record. He absolutely destroyed it. And I will, after this podcast, go and try to see how long I can do a dead hang for. Uh, with a sore shoulder, I'm assuming it's only going to be like eight seconds. A woman thinks that her boyfriend is cheating on her. I did enjoy the word thinks. Not there was any proof. Uh, she just suspected her boyfriend was cheating on her. So she calls her friend. Uh, guy friend and then the guy friend comes over with two other guy friends uh, and they call the girl's boyfriend to the girl's apartment and he shows up and then they threaten him with a knife they punch him in the face they handcuff him uh, they say let's go to the bank and get some money out and then they take his keys and they take his Lamborghini um, that's a lot like it's there's accusations and there's confrontational behavior but we think you're cheating on our friend. We're going to beat you up and take all your stuff. I think my, the only reason I found this interesting is because that's not going to fix it. Like, okay, you guys need to break up. That's one thing. But we're going to steal all your stuff. And now I'm going to go to prison for years? That is a disproportionate response to the issue at hand. And I think maybe that's why I found that one as interesting as it is. Also, they took a guy's Lamborghini. There's no way. Lamborghinis stand out. There's no way you're going to be driving that around and the cops don't figure out it's the stolen Lamborghini. Okay, and this is, this is the last one. for all the creepy dudes who have this like wah, 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 weeb sensibilities about Japan. Japan's changing uh, and all you weeb dudes may not be as welcome as you think you are anymore. Japan is raising the age of consent from 13 to 16 and recognizing coercion without violence so since 1907 the age of consent in japan has been 13 years old and it's never in the last the 20 years i've been in japan it's not actually been accepted like if i talk to a 13 14 year old and they agree to do it it's still not okay so everyone kind of socially knew this wasn't cool but I do remember a few sort of weird, nerdy dudes online using this as a justification for coming and trying to hit on basically kids. Uh, but then, of course, they're the kind of people who never actually leave their basement, so they never actually come to Japan. They just use it as a justification for their own perverted desires. Rape is going to be defined by more than just violence. So previously, if a man raped a woman and the woman didn't fight back, it wasn't rape. Uh, and it's really disturbing. So basically, if I drugged a girl or I got a girl really, really drunk and I got her in a position where she didn't fight back physically, then a court would not call that rape. They would say that she knew she was drinking. Uh, I could maybe say that I didn't know there were drugs and she was accepting. There were a lot of excuses that could come, could come up and that has been now been taken into account. So coercion without violence is now included under sort of the rape clause. I think they might actually be changing, you know, the, the word rape in Japanese is being redefined. So violence is not the sort of defining factor of what a rape is. So if you use alcohol, drugs, or power. So if I'm a, your boss and you feel like you have to do it, or if I'm in like, uh, I'm a really rich dude, any sort of position where it's like power harassment, that is now going to be classified as rape in Japan, which is actually a really good thing. 
They've also started looking at other stuff like circulating images online, so revenge porn or taking upskirt photos, which is a really common problem in Japan. That used to be you get in trouble, but you didn't go to jail because it wasn't technically illegal. It's sort of like taking pictures in public, but then there's privacy issues. And Japan's very big on privacy, so I'm surprised this one went for as long as it did. If I take pictures, that's illegal. But if I circulate them online, that's double illegal. So I get two illegal things in one go. Uh, and that's actually one of the things they're trying to really, really crack down on is these guys who are creepy and stuff, sharing them is maybe worse. And at first I was worried about Ninja News Japan because I need to get all these news stories so I can do the content. But now if there are more arrests, it means more creepy, weird stories will actually come out. Because right now there's a whole bunch of people, they get in trouble, they get caught by the police, but it's not technically illegal. So we don't hear all the details, so we don't actually get the story. So now I think we're going to have more crimes come to the forefront, which means more content for Ninja News Japan. So at least for a little while, I think we're going to be getting a lot more really creepy dude news but, I mean, let's face it, if you come to listen to Ninja News Japan, that's probably what you're coming to listen for, you creepy, creepy weirdo. Mm-hmm.